I probably spent about $4,500 in ads and then, you know, a lot of free posts and things like that as well on community groups and, and just on my page where I was able to build up a bit of a following. And, you know, obviously the return on investment there is huge. And I just really focused on that because, you know, you can't just be marketing all the time. There's got to be different avenues of, of lead flow. So yeah, that was huge for me. Welcome to the Leaders of Tomorrow podcast. My name is Chris Thompson, your host of the show and the head coach of the Student Works Management Program. This is a show dedicated to young and ambitious entrepreneurs and ultimately the leaders of tomorrow. Each week, we will bring you an inspiring interview or message to help you create the future you know you deserve. Let's get started. Hey, leaders. Really, really excited about bringing you uh, an amazing young leader, uh, Keenan Taylor. Keenan uh, joined us from Queen's University in his second year um, and had a $220,000 first year, you know, sort of uh, uh, top 10 finish. And then this last year grew his business to over $350,000 business, uh, you know, number number seven in the vet community, number eight in the uh, entire community. Uh, just you know, absolutely incredible. And then on top of it, he's he's left his business to uh, another operator who's going to be taking over his area with with a group of his painters coming back and team members coming back to to keep, continue to have his legacy live on in the uh, Greater Collingwood area. Really, really great conversation, and uh, not surprisingly, for someone who puts that type of uh, numbers up on the board over two years. Um, I know you're going to, you know, love what Keenan has to share about his progression in the program and um, about the things that he saw as the most important things to focus on. So, you know why we do this. We're just about to run out of recruiting opportunities uh, this fall for the, the, the season of 2024. So if you know anyone, please share this podcast. You can send them to studentworks.com or you can send me an email at cthompson at studentworks.com. And, and again, if, if, if you know anybody uh, and it's too late, well, then you can have them come maybe work as a painter, work as a window cleaner to learn, learn the business and come join us for the season of 2025. Thanks so much. And uh, uh, hope you have a super awesome day. Eden, welcome to the Leaders of Tomorrow podcast. Thank you. Yeah, it's great to be here. Yeah, I know. It's super fantastic to have you, Keaton. You know, you've, uh, you know, really, really excelled in the program. Um, and it, uh, it was one of those things I was looking to have somebody on the program. And then I went, I still have had a Keaton and, and he's done 550 or $570,000 with the business for two years. Like, holy yeah. jumping. It's just like, wow. And uh, so I'm glad I've got you jumped on. But before we talk about all the success it had in the program, why don't we talk about who you were before becoming an operator in our program. Yeah, for sure. So I guess I started out, you know, when, throughout high school and stuff, working a lot of coaching jobs, skiing, sailing throughout high school. Uh, and then I started at, at Queen's University doing computer science. So I was in my second year when I, when I found the Student Works program. And, you know, I was working typical jobs before that throughout the summer, working in a contracting business through COVID, all that sort of stuff with my dad. So nothing really out of the ordinary as far as being a university student goes. Okay. And, and so what had you thinking about running a business? And why did you think that opportunity was for you? It's always really been on my mind, you know, running a business. Both my parents 
are entrepreneurs and you know i've always really wanted more out of you know my professional life so you know i actually came across an ad on an on an instagram post that was made by cpl which is canadian party life yeah it's like a university page you know they post silly party things but um they had this ad for for student works and it kind of just fell into my lap like a golden apple and i was like you know this is exactly what i need to kind of kickstart uh what i want to do yeah it was pretty funny uh this this opportunity with cpl and uh we ended up getting, you know, somewhere like seven or eight, nine, and really top operators uh, fr from it. And we we tried to establish relationships with the guys who were running it, and and just we haven't been able to, or you know, it's just I, I'm not exactly sure. But but again, it really is a it's a party site, so they're they're looking to have a good yeah. time and not really interested in monetizing uh, their their business. So, but anyhow, we're really happy we found you and some of the other amazing people we did. A lot of people in the program also kind of come up through the works you know start as painters and things like that i had never heard of the the program at all and when i saw the ad i didn't even realize it was you know either painting or window cleaning i just thought you know i can just start my own business you know they'll just kind of guide me and uh you know it ended up working out really well yeah no that's awesome and so wh why don't you walk me through your experience of your first summer so you were at queen's working in collingwood or sort of the greater collingwood area creemore etc so so tell me about what that was like yeah so pretty like it was pretty deep into COVID and there was a lot of restrictions at that time, which actually ended up working out pretty well in my favor because a lot of my schooling was online. It's about a four hour drive for me from, from Kingston to Collingwood, which, you know, I was kind of nervous for to, when I was getting started, but having a lot of classes online really helped me for sure. You know, I was able to manage that a little bit easier than would have been if I had to be in class, but yeah, I would come home pretty much every weekend throughout the winter doing marketing and uh, sales and school on top of that. And uh, I had the full five class course load, just making the commute. You know, it was a, still a big drive, but sometimes I would come home for the whole week, right? Because I could just do school from, from home. So that was definitely a huge benefit for me. How difficult was it for you to, you know, market initially or to sell initially? How did you, how did you find that? Well, it was definitely, you know, a step out of the comfort zone for me. Yeah. Um, you know, when, when Luke was saying, you know, you got to go for like four hours knocking on doors and it's a blizzard, um, <laughs> you know, I was like, you're, you're crazy, but it, um, you know, it's what needed to be done. And, and I ended up learning to love it. So yeah, no, it, it was not, not too bad. Once I, once I got into, you know, the, the groove of things, you know, going out marketing pretty well when I was home, it was just, you know, marketing, marketing, marketing sales when i could in between and and then school usually like in the mornings you know whenever i could fit things in so but i spent as much time as i could at home really yeah no and luke's quite the taskmaster so um, yeah. <laughs> no and, and obviously luke's luke's looking to have you and luke's one of our top coaches in the program and just a rock star you know just have you have the best possible success in the program and you know one of the big things about your territory is the average job size is is huge like the average job size you know is five thousand dollars so that means you're selling ten thousand dollar jobs. So that was that intimidating, and initially, you know, you're you know, you know, first first year, all of a sudden, you're selling these huge huge jobs. How did that show up for you? Totally, yeah. When I uh, when I had walked out of you know the first house with a twenty five hundred dollar check before you know even touching a paintbrush, I, it was 
pretty surreal. And, you know, even being like so young and, and just coming into someone's house and selling them, you know, a job that size, you know, painting the whole exterior of a house, something like that. I just knew that I was kind of leveling up right then and there. You know, that was just something that was not common for for most university students to to have big jobs like that and you know even be doing what i was doing running a business so yeah no it was it was a huge step up for me and uh opened my eyes to really what can be done yeah yeah 100 percent and and um it it really is um you know just a level of confidence that somebody has to have in you of course they have in the brand but they also have in you and and what you were able to learn and how you were able to present the company and present what you were going to do is why they're willing to give you a 25 percent deposit or twenty five hundred dollars on a ten thousand dollar job so the preseason went well i remember you're you're you know sort of well up the leaderboard and performing you know what about all of a sudden you're you know you never as you mentioned never painted before you know, how, how, how about starting those first crews and how, how did that go? You know, and, and obviously if you're selling these big jobs, people have high expectations for them. How was that for you, Keenan? Totally. Yeah, actually, I had done a little bit of painting before. I, I worked a little bit with my dad in, in his contracting business and I did um, some painting there. But, you know, being the owner, you don't really do a lot of painting yourself. So the production was still a, a bit of a you know learning curve, but I found production for myself, at least to be a little bit easier than I did with marketing and sales, because that was like totally new for me. But project management, you know, I had, like I said, been a coach before I'd managed, you know, groups of people. Um, I ran the sailing school for a bit. I was a head instructor. So, you know, that aspect of things actually came a little bit easier for me where it, where it really, you know, where I needed to step up was with managing my time around combining that, you know, management with the sales and marketing that still needed to continue to flow um, and happen, you know, consistently. And, you know, at the beginning of the production in May and, you know, even a little bit in April, I fell out of the sales and, and marketing a little bit just because of um, the, the focus that I was putting on production, which, you know, came as a bit of a curve for learning in, you know, that aspect, just figuring things out there. Absolutely. And so what did you, what did you learn, uh, Keenan, that you didn't expect? A good question. I, I would definitely say the confidence that I gained out of the program. I, I wouldn't say I wasn't confident before coming into the program, but you know, the communication skills, assertiveness that I learned throughout the program, how to really interact with people. I didn't realize that I was like really lacking in those areas, but when you have to, you know, really be communicating in different ways throughout the business, it really now coming out of the the program and the experience, it really changed the way that I can interact with people on a whole new level, you know, kind of forced me out of my shell and making a sale with a client versus, you know, reasoning with an employee versus, you know, an everyday conflict can be approached in really similar ways. And, uh, you know, it's a skill that you know, I use every day now. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I always, uh, one of the things, you know, that we, we talk about, and you know, this is show don't tell. So one of the things that we do is when operators get their first estimates, you know, Luke would have called your first customers. And so right then and there, you're going, oh, wow, this is how Luke's talking with the customer and assertively. So, you know, when will it make sense for us to come by? And okay, so all decision makers be present and who else is involved in making a decision here, you know, David, and 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 walking through and just seeing, wow, look how assertive he is and look how directing he is in a really great way. And, and, yeah, and someone's you know, listening to not- it. Yeah. not pushy and, and, you know, rude or anything like that. It's just like, 
it just flows naturally. Yeah. And they're getting what they want because they want a really great experience. And it makes sense that that all these things would be considered. And, you know, what sort of colors are you thinking of? And what, what, what have you been happy in the past with contractors? And what's gone poorly? You know, all these different things. And you just go, oh, my gosh, this is incredible. You know, you, you talk to people like this and and it works. So, yeah, no, I, I totally see that, that that's something that's really, um, really that you gain in this program. So, and then was it as hard as you thought it would be? No, no, definitely not. When I first started with, with the uh, program, you know, the beginning, I would say was, was definitely like, you know, okay, you know, they prepared me for this, they told me it was going to be this hard. And, you know, it's definitely a lot of work. And I, I worked really hard for for what I got, and, you know, the success that I had. But, you know, once I got into the flow of things, and things just kind of started falling into place for me. And yeah, I had a, a pretty uh, straightforward summer once I figured out, you know, the basics of sales and, you know, how to efficiently market, you know, how to manage people and, and use people to to my advantage in my business, you know, so that I can kind of step away from certain positions. You know, delegation was huge for me. And, you know, it's amazing what delegation can do for, you know, your business and how you can expand through, um, you know, finding the right people. Exactly. Exactly. No, and I know you've got, uh, you know, some people coming back next year on our team who are, who are excited and learn from what you learned and excited to be stepping into your, to your role and your boots. Right. So again, it's, it's a lot of times people see delegation as, Oh, someone's giving somebody stuff that they really don't want to do. No, that's actually not what it is. It's, it's like someone is getting the opportunity to take on more and learn more, grow more, earn more. And they're excited about that. If, if, if it's kind of seeming like, Oh, I'm just getting, I know more stuff to do that, that that's, that's, we're not doing it right. No, not at all. It's, it's a, you know, a joint effort for sure with all of the, you know, great uh, skills and people that you have in the business. Yeah. So what did you have to overcome in your mind to, to make that first big summer, you know, doing $220,000 as a, you know, second year queen student, pretty amazing. Yeah. It was probably just my, the, probably back to time management. And, you know, before I, I got into the summer, I was, you know, I think when I, when I saw that ad on Canadian party life, I was, I'd been lying on the couch for probably two hours, you know, doom scrolling through Instagram, you know, just wasting my time away. Right. Right. Probably had skipped my class. You know, I, I was really unorganized and, and didn't really have a direction. And so when, you know, I, I got into the program and realized, you know, these are really some high performing people and, and I'm going to need to step it up in order to, you know, join in and, and be like them. I really had to, you know, take a look at my life and, and what I was doing. And it started a lot with time management, you know, having a calendar is huge for me. You know, Luke's always on me about the calendar and, and uh, you know, making sure that I've got my time scheduled properly. But, you know, I'm really grateful for that because now without you know, I don't even think even now I would have, you know, my life would be in shambles without a calendar. I use it every day. So, you know, little things like that and just like managing my time and, and my resources, you know, efficiently and effectively is definitely where I had what I had to overcome. Yeah, I love that. And and again, then then you're right. It's just it's this is how I run my life. And it's so much easier, right? It's so much easier. I just I don't have to keep track of things or remember things because it's in my calendar. 
right? You know, yeah, you know, and and you know, Keenan, uh, you know, was messaging me before we clarifying some things for our meeting. You know, is there any question that Keenan's going to be on time? Any question that Chris is going to be on time? Of course not. We're here early. You know, have a great podcast. You know, and 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 get on with the rest of our day. So let's talk through the second summer. So not only did you have a fantastic first summer, you went and stepped it up and did. You know, full time school, commuting from Queens, everything's back to normal. You know, no weird COVID, uh, and your business again, you know, grows by over 50%. So, walk me through what what you were thinking about your second summer, et cetera, and, 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 and how you executed that. Yeah. So, I think the biggest difference between the first and second summer was just the, the delegation and the recruitment that I had throughout my business. Especially being that, you know, COVID wasn't really a thing anymore. I didn't have any online classes anymore. And I had to really kind of manage my time a lot better mm-hmm. throughout my commute and getting home for just the weekends now rather than being able to go for the whole week. And so it was really all about the people that I had in my business. Uh, in my first year, I spent a lot of time, you know, wearing a lot of hats, doing a lot of things myself because I was, you know, afraid that someone couldn't do it as well as me. And you know, things like that. And I realized, you know, closer to the end of my first year that I had just been doing way too much. I was getting burnt out. And, and also that people can, you know, do a lot more than you, you know, can think of them at some points, you know, and it's all about proper training and and leadership rather than just, you know, having someone on your team doing the one task, you know, people can really do a lot more, you know, they can, they can learn, they can grow. And, uh, and that was huge for me in my second year. So I had, you know, marketers that would go out for me. I did all the marketing, uh, in my first year on my own, every door that was knocked on was by me other than, you know, next door neighbor marketing throughout the summer. And, you know, also having a a PM, you know, production manager was huge to take a lot of the, uh, stuff off my plate and, and really train him you know, become a, a business partner in my business. And, you know, we worked really well together in order to, you know, again, just delegate things that could come off of my plate and give me more time to focus on, you know, systems that I could put into place in the business and training new people to, you know, take even more things on, you know, and just really expand and grow. Yeah. Hey, leaders, I hope you are enjoying this podcast. As we approach and surpass 300 episodes, well over 95% of the leaders that we have interviewed have been alumni of the Student Works Management Program. It has been an honor to participate in their development over the years. Starting now and only for the fall months, we will be on campus at universities and colleges in Ontario, Quebec, and the East Coast interviewing students who think they have what it takes to start their first business and get started down the path of entrepreneurship. If you are interested in being a leader in our program or know someone who does, please go to the show notes and hit student works and get sent to a landing page to apply. There is a bold student works that you can hit to go to a landing page to apply. Thanks so much. Back to the show. So if we think about, like, I know I've just got your screen up here and just looking at, at, at where you booked your work. So we've got $100,000 worth of canvassing and your team handled that, got all those leads. Is that ever fantastic? 
and then you got uh, you know close to one hundred and forty thousand dollars over Facebook. So so what, what what did that look to be able to to get that much business? You know, how much did you spend or or to generate that much business, Keenan? Yeah, um, Facebook was huge for me. I got to give a shout out to John Cameron, uh, Johnny Mastermind Program. You know, he really helped me change the the way that I looked at Facebook and the way that you can advertise on on Facebook. But it was really just about you know building the presence early and often. You know, I made a lot of posts. I, I posted a lot of ads. I did spend a decent amount of money in the turf. You know, in the Collingwood turf, like you said, with the high job size. There's not a whole lot of leads, but the leads that you get are usually big ones. And there is uh, a little bit of a skew there as well. I booked like a you know $65,000 job through Facebook, which was amazing and really helped me finish off the summer. And that was you know just a huge way to to you know when I when I got that through Facebook, I probably spent about forty five hundred dollars in in ads, and then you know a lot of free posts and things like that as well on community groups and. And just on my page, um, where I was able to build up a bit of a following, and and you know, obviously the return on investment there is huge. And I just really focused on that because, you know, you can't just be marketing all the time. There's there's got to be different avenues of of lead flow. So, yeah, that was huge for me. No, fantastic, fantastic. And I and I know you also got a bunch of business from referral and networking and repeat clients. So that was a huge source as well. Keep doing good work and people direct you down the street, right? Exactly. Yeah, I know that was also big for me. So, you know, what what are some of the big challenges or setbacks and how did you handle them or learn from them? I would say a big setback, maybe kind of like a, a failure for me. Not not a failure, but um, something I didn't realize in the beginning was the, you know, the self care that that needs to come with being an entrepreneur, and um, I kind of neglected that, especially in my first year. So it led me to a lot of burnout. You know, I really wanted to be successful. I had a pretty hot start in my first year. I spent a, a couple of weeks on top of the leaderboard, and that kind of, you know, I, I got a little bit too carried away with the whole leaderboard thing, and um, was you know always checking it and really wanted to be you know the the top operator, um, which is a great goal to have. It was my goal, but you know, it led me to just work way too hard. And, you know, I spent no time on myself doing things that I liked. You know, I, I was not working out. I wasn't hanging out with my friends ever. Um, I was just working all the time. And so it's something that I didn't really think of originally, but it's really, really important. Um, you know, take some time to unwind and take some time for yourself. It's, you know, something that I actually put in my calendar now. You know, time for myself. Yes, it can't. It can't just always be new things to do. And and that was really, you know, kind of a big eye opener for me. That you know, even you know, the most successful people need breaks too, right? You're not always working all the time. So yeah, absolutely. And um, I think that's a that's a great thing. I know that's something I really learned as well in my first summer. Just just I, you know, overworked myself. You know, I would you know just cracked. As it were, you know, not crack, but just I just totally, totally burned myself out. You know, again, that's something we really try to take on as a leadership team to sort of manage and handle and, and make sure that we're managing ourselves. And, you know, it's it's we we all have to figure that out ourselves. So so just managing that and and seeing, you know, uh, all the different ways that we can look after ourselves um, so that yeah. we can be healthy. It, it also really comes back to the delegation, right? I was wearing way too many hats and I was trying to do everything by myself, which was just, you know, it's not feasible when you want to scale your business like that. Absolutely. And so 
What key habits would someone want to steal from you, Keenan? I would say it's really not a huge secret for me, but you know, something that people struggle with, including myself, and it's just really having the grit uh, that comes with running your own business. You know, the determination, the the willpower. You know, a lot of people don't see how much work goes in behind the scenes. You know, the effort that you're putting in. You know, till like 10 p.m. at night after working. You know, running errands all day. You know, managing crews to to really have the big numbers on the board. And it can be really tough. There's definitely days where you feel like you don't want to do anything. And I think that's what really separates, you know, the people that are, you know, extremely successful versus the people that are, you know, running average businesses. And, uh, you know, like I said, it's not a huge secret, but it's just everybody knows that you, you know, need to be determined and, and work hard, but actually doing it and, you know, getting up every day and uh, getting out of bed with, with uh, you know, pride is, is hard to do sometimes. So, yeah. Yeah. And, and again, it's, it's one of those things where I think, I think a lot of times people see the top, you know, I know the top weeks or the top performances, you know, we see athletes, right. And they perform, oh my gosh, is that ever incredible? Well, what causes that level of performance is consistent effort over a long, long period of time. Right. And it's, and it's just, totally. you know, the weakest day is not really weak at all. The weakest day is really powerfully consistent. You know, that's, that's one of the biggest things I think really top performers keep, keep bringing it, keep true to their word, keep, you know, you know, again, working hard in it. Like you said, one of those things is as a result, they're eating well, they're sleeping well, they're working out, they're doing things, they're socializing so that they're, they're not burning themselves out. So just, is there anything that you'd like to share that we haven't hit? Yeah, I would say that something that we haven't really talked about a whole lot is just networking with, with people and um, you know, the groups that, you know, being an entrepreneur can provide. And and really, if you're wanting to become an entrepreneur, I think that having a network of other entrepreneurs is so crucial. You know, the accountability groups that we have, um, you know, within our, our groups at student works and, you know, outside of that as well, I know that a lot of entrepreneurs do network with each other and, you know, just chat with, you know, how things are going, what you're doing, what I'm doing, you know, how you can learn and grow. I just think that it's just such a huge thing. It's, you know, even now that I'm outside of the program and, you know, I've moved on, I'm still in touch with a lot of people from the program and, you know, just chatting about, you know, what you're doing, you know, just ways that you can improve your life and and yourself. And, you know, having a, a network of high performing people is so beneficial for maintaining yourself as a as a person and you know also being high performing so good I, and i just love you brought that in and, and thanks and it, and again you know one of the things that's making that work keenan is your being proactive right because it it can all end when you lose you use exit student works if you're not in touch or you're not back in touch with people well then all those relationships will die you know, for me, I totally. still have relationships from when I was a rookie operator and second year operator. So, um, and it's not just because I own the company. It's be, it's because those people became really close friends and really great. Again, it's having that network of high performers is so valuable and it makes you feel like you're not alone. And so, I think that's I think that's really really awesome to see that you're you're still you're still doing that. And and again, um, you know, that's something that. You know, we want our alumni group to be really active together and take that that advantage. I always think about our program. We get three things from our program is 
this enormous learning opportunity, right? I learned so many things and this life-changing opportunity, a huge earning opportunity. But then the third one is we have so many amazing people. Let's go, you know, have that, those connections become my connections, right? And they're my friends and they're my, my peers. And, and I'm so great that you're uh, so happy that you're working on that. So final question, Keenan. When you think of the leader of tomorrow, what comes to mind? What do you think of? So I think a leader of tomorrow is someone that's really looking to better themselves, looking for new different ways to approach different aspects of their life. And I really think that it comes down to the grit and determination to do what you need to do. Go out there and just have the courage to do what needs to be done. And a huge part of that is taking risks, you know, calculated risks, of course, but, you know, getting out of your shell, really just experiencing uncomfortable things. And that's really where the growth comes from. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. So it's something that we talk quite a bit about, but you know, that getting out of our comfort zone and, and really, you know, that never ends, you know, the one thing we can never stop doing is, is learning and growing or sir, we can, if we, if we don't, but you know, again, there's, there's always opportunities to, 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 to keep growing. I, I did something new this weekend just to share. Um, I did a cold plunge, you know, a hot and cold plunge up in the Collingwood area. So and my, my, my wife signed us up for it in a, a three minute, you know, ice cold bath. And, uh, and it was very uncomfortable. It was very challenging. You know, I did a one minute cold plunge and then a three minute cold plunge. And, and again, it's, it just, again, it's like, okay, Hey, let's do something hard. Let's challenge ourselves. Let's make ourselves feel uncomfortable. You know, what do we walk away with? And, and again, I think so often people will stop doing that, you know, stop standing into that. And it's no, that's, that's where, again, you know, exciting stuff happens in our life, you know, and, and that personal and professional growth. Totally. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for joining us on the Leaders of Tomorrow, Keenan. Continued success. I can't wait to have you back when you're out rocking it in the real world in a startup or crushing it. Uh, however, I know you're going to go do. Thanks, Chris. I'll see you in Mexico. Uh, you betcha. Yeah, we'll see you in a couple of weeks. You bet. Hey, leaders, I hope you enjoyed this episode. By now, you are aware that we work with ambitious students every single year to not only help them run their first successful business, but to further their development as a leader and give them an unfair advantage in the future over their counterparts. It's why starting now and only for the next few weeks, we'll be on campuses across Ontario, Quebec, and the East Coast interviewing students who think they have what it takes to start their first business and get started down their path of entrepreneurship. If you think you have what it takes or know someone who might be interested, visit leaderspodcast.ca slash apply and start your application process today. Once again, it's leaderspodcast.ca slash apply. And I can't wait to see you on the other side.